Welcome to the Parker Theology Club podcast, a ministry of Parker Memorial D'Armaville Campus. This broadcast is meant to encourage biblical thought and godly living. We hope you'll subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Parker Theology Club podcast. Hot topic. Hot topic. Love yes. those things. It's a topic. <laughs> See how the pockets are not that good. The hot topics are good. Um, but this is where we take a subject in the news and we apply it to the Christian worldview, a Christian worldview that we've been talking about, a biblical worldview. And I'm Kelly. And we've got Will. Hey, Lou. This is Will Simpkins. And we've got Daryl with us today. Hi, guys. He's doing the next few podcasts with us. We're excited about that as well. And the hot topic today is Lord of the Rings. Uh, all three of us sitting here are very familiar with Lord of the Rings. I loved Lord of the Rings growing up and loved uh, Tolkien and what what he brought into the, the novels themselves, every aspect of it. And I love the purity between good and evil. And uh, some something disturbing that we found out was that Amazon Prime is going to do Lord of the Rings as a uh, series, and they're going to go full on uh, Game of Thrones with it. Mm-hmm. Is what mm-hmm. we've heard that there is, and and we get indications from that. There's going to be nudity and sexuality, and and grotesque violence. Now, there's violence in the Peter Jackson version, which we love. <laughs> but there's no real blood. I don't even remember much no. red blood at all. It's all the no. all the black blood from the orcs and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But there's yeah. going to be some really grotesque violence. Fairly tame compared to Gross. other films. So, yeah. and and it's one thing to do that with a movie that you've with with a script that you've written like Game of Thrones. It's another thing to do that when you're talking about J.R.R. Tolkien, a dead guy. I mean, a, to be a frank, dead I mean, guy. this guy can't do anything to defend himself, right. and you're messing with his mm-hmm. baby and, in a sense. And you know? I'm assuming that I don't know what the transaction was between the Tolkien Estate and Amazon Prime, but I'm assuming they they got deep pockets. They can purchase whatever yeah. they need to. I don't know what was revealed to them, but all we know is it sounds like there's going to be some really well. Like it's either going to be Disney. Someone's or Amazon. dropping the ball. There's some compromise there. If 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 this report is true, mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody's letting Tolkien and his legacy down. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, Tolkien was a, I can't remember if you've already said this, <laughs> uh, short-term uh, memory problems over here, but uh, uh, he was a devout Catholic. I mean, this guy was incredibly religious. Um, he made it a point to make his works um, stand out with purity. Um, you know, at the time, there was there was a lot of writings around that era when, when he was writing, like, The Lord of the Rings, that was more graphic. Um, and he was making a point that he wanted to, for it to be, um, you know, more um, clean and pure in a sense. So while I was actually, you know, researching all of this, uh, whenever this first kind of came out, because I was like, man, this would this would be a kind of a huge deal um, if this ends up, you know, coming out on Amazon. This will inevitably be a huge series, sort of like Game of Thrones was, where it was sort of like a like a. Um, cultural phenomenon in a sense so this inevitably is going to raise a lot of questions so in my research about it um i ran across um this website called the one ring.net and what this basically is is a um an all things lord of the rings uh tolkien website so as a lot of you know there's um a lot of lord of the rings 
um, cult followings. I don't know if that's the word for it, but there's a lot I think of that's fair, right? So there's the Harry Potter people, and then and in contrast, there's the Lord of the Rings people, and this is sort of their hub in a sense. And uh, so there's this guy um, that wrote an article on there. His name is Clifford Quickbeam Broadway. Um, he wrote an article on there uh, called Sex and Sensibility, Amazon's Nude Take on Tolkien. And in this article, the mega fan and Tolkien enthusiast writes, uh, quote, in his own words to his publisher, he expressed the desire for his overall legendarium to be presented as, quote, high and purged of the gross. That's from his Tolkien's letter uh, 131. And then he continues uh in this article, and he writes, uh, I'm more keen to look at Tolkien's works the way the professor himself, Tolkien, looked at them. A form of, in, uh, I, I just couldn't help but think, a form of interpretation which biblicists can appreciate. Of course, you know, when we go to, you know, interpret the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, this is sort of the same tactic that we use in, in biblical interpretation. So we, we, what did the author mean? Right. Yeah. So it and, can't mean what the author could have never intended. That's sure, right. sure. And then so uh, Broadway goes on. He says uh, he was talking about Tolkien. He was spiritually and mentally deliberate in everything that he did. With his quote sub creation, Tolkien meant to celebrate God's main creation with such language and artistry as he possessed. The secondary world of Arda, for instance, was a vessel of joy and a profound expression of his faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can. I can, uh, whenever we release this, I can post the the link to it. But if you go to theonering.net, uh, you can find this article again. It's called Sex and Sensibility, Amazon's New Take on Tolkien. And and to be clear, it's mm-hmm. not Amazon's new take on Tolkien. It's Amazon's nude, nude. take yeah, on sorry. Tolkien. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, after I did this, after I kind of put all these you know thoughts together once I was going over this um this article, I had a couple points that came to mind, and you guys maybe can jump in here in a second. Um, the first one I thought was, we do not know what this perversion will look like fully as of yet because most of the claims are based on rumors. However, there is in the casting call, if you, if you look up you know, the original casting calls for the extras in this series, um, and again, this is cited in the article mentioned before, that they, in quote, must be comfortable with nudity. Uh, that is one sure evidence I could find on this. So um, we don't know exactly, again, like how, what all it entails as far as what the scenes are going to look like, but we do know that they are requiring the extras that they are, that they are wanting to hire to be comfortable with nudity. So of course that's lending itself to, for us to believe that there's at least going to be some sort of nudity. Second thing is it is unethical to represent an author. And we've sort of already touched on this. It's unethical to represent an author of anything, um, by taking their words and perverting them in, in a way in such the author did not intend. And the third point I have was nudity and pornography is certainly one of Satan's top schemes to destroy souls. In this case, Lord of the Rings has been a prominent series for evangelicals to enjoy up until this point. And make no mistake, Satan would want nothing more than to enter the household of believers to pervert their senses and destroy marriages and even their sensibility to the deadliness of sin. And the last one that I wrote was, I'm hoping all of this will soon be discredited, uh, but as of right now, there's no such evidence to tilt the prediction forecast in one way or another. Okay, so 
all that is very disturbing. And one of the things, to, in his own words, like we said in Tolkien's own words, purity was high on the list. Mm-hmm. He actually, and this is on albertmoeller.com. Uh, Al Moeller's the one that kind of, uh, in, in one of his uh, podcasts, I kind of ripping him off a little bit, but I thought we need to push it as much as we can. The briefing. The briefing. <laughs> but citing him. Yeah. Is Albert Mo- Al- Albertmoeller.com. It's a, it's J it's Tolkien's letter to his son. It says from father to son. And in that letter, he specific, specifically says this. He, it's, a, it's to show how, what, how to abstain from sexual immorality. It says this, this is a fallen world. This is Tolkien's um, words. This is a fallen world. The dislocation of sex instinct is one of the chief symptoms of the fall. The world has been going to the bad all down the ages. The various social forms shift, and each new mode has its special dangers. But the hard spirit of concupiscence... Now, concupiscence is the desire to make one lust, or, mm. or, or to reach... There's lust, and then there's concupiscence. One would say... Concupiscence would be, lust would be a man lusting after a woman. Concupiscence would be a woman wearing something in order to make a man. Tantalizing. To tantalize, that's right. And that's what concupiscence is. Has walked down every street and sat leering in every house since Adam fell. So if that's not clear on what Tolkien would think about this disaster. Mm -hmm. But it's not about that as much. We're sitting here defending an author's wishes this is a this is about why is it necessary? Yeah, exactly. Like, well, why why, did, why did he so feel this necessary? Way? It's more like why did he feel this way? And yes. it's and it's a sort of a common faith that you all three of us and probably the majority of our listeners uh, share. And well, and I th- I think the answer is obvious. The answer is that, and, and I told you I wanted to talk about this, so here it goes. Mm-hmm. Is that we live in a hypersexualized culture. Mm-hmm. Every culture has a written or unwritten uh, list of virtues. And one of the unwritten uh, list of virtues, or one of the unwritten virtues in our culture, is sexual freedom and sexual expression. Mm -hmm. And uh, sex is good. God designed sex. That's not the problem. It's the misuse of sex Mm -hmm. outside of God's good design, right? And so what they're saying is this could be so much better if it expressed sexual freedom as part of it, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, it's just a, a misuse. It's a perversion. And I'm, I'm going to pick up on what Will said earlier. I think it's really, really good. Your, your analysis there was, was spot on. So you got Tolkien and Tolkien understands his role as a sub creator. In other words, one of his jobs as an artist is to reflect the artist. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so he, he creates this world. This uh, sub-world, you know, this world of the imagination. But in it, his desire is to reflect the creation and the created order, the creator, Mm -hmm. and all of the the truth that's to be found there, you Mm -hmm. know. So he wants to reflect that accurately. Meanwhile, you know, you you were talking, Will, about it's unethical for an author to take anything uh, that they created and perverted or twisted away from their original intentions. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what Satan does. That's yeah. all Satan does. You know, I remember growing up, Kelly, and I don't know about you, but 
I grew up in an age where, you know, I was told, you know, rock and roll is the devil's music as though devil, the devil created rock and roll. The devil has never had the power to create anything only twisted and perverted. Yeah. So this is an example of, of the cosmic conflict right here, as far as I'm concerned. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and seeing, seeing this, it's brought to a head. You feel like it's, it's, I mean, we understand this. I mean, there have been perversions of scripture and, and, and allegories and, and uh, analogies and spoofs of the Bible throughout uh, throughout the 20th and 21st century. I mean, they make fun. I can name shows, cartoons that make fun of Jesus and things like that. And uh, you got The Last Temptation of Christ in the 80s, which was, which was about as blasphemous as you can get. Um, but then when you're seeing something pointed so directly to pour into it sexuality, you know that that has become, and that's why we're discussing well, and, and, these, and, and, these things right now. And we look back as as aficionados ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but you know, when I was growing up, I was I was always Gimli. I don't know which one you were. What were you? Uh, when you I was were probably I was, were you Legolas? What were yeah, you? I don't want to say it, but Strider? I think I was probably Legolas. But, <laughs> and I look more like Gimli. If you know, <laughs> well, I didn't say it, but. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, uh, you're Bilbo, really. For oh, well, place. thank you. I appreciate that. I'm the dumpy short one. That's what he just said. I appreciate no, that, Kelly. Me. Love you too, I'll, brother. Okay, I'll give you Frodo. Anyway, oh, we'll stop being nerdy. Anyway, uh, I was going somewhere with that, and I totally distracted myself. I tell you what, let's land we're the Okay, so we're aficionados. Okay. Uh, I was going somewhere and I lost it. I'm sorry, Kelly. Sorry. We're just, well, we'll get back to it. It'll come back That's to me okay. eventually. Well, our point in this is not to, um, it's their right to do it. It's the, it, because we are very much first amendment people, mm-hmm. but I want to fight it with as much, as yeah. much as we can. Just as far as a, uh, yeah, just cause it's legal doesn't make, make it ethical. That's right. That's, That's right. true. Um, um yeah. we don't, we're, we're so sensitive right now. To religious liberty. That was a keyboard of mine, oh, so sorry. it's gone. Um, you didn't need it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to the fear of religious liberty and free speech being taken away. We don't. That's not our desires to go. But we can boycott. We can we can stand up. We can speak out against those things. But well, our, and our one of the, one of the most important things is to recognize what's really going on here, and then to communicate it to other believers so that they understand what's at stake, particularly. To young believers and our children. Yeah, I was going to say this. If nothing else, this at least needs to serve as a warning to parents to guard your kids from watching it. And I remember my thought. My thought. My thought yeah. was was this. Just remember this. Tolkien, he writes this yeah. huge world, all of these wonderful characters, and implied in that is that there are romantic relationships. If he had wanted sexuality, graphic sexuality, there's plenty of room. He would have. He was an artist. He could. He could have written that in if he wanted to. So he obviously didn't mean to, or want to, or want anyone else to. Yeah. Right. It it was so pure. And even the love. Anyway, we're not going to get. Well, game. uh, This is a. I'm just going to make this one statement. We'll call it. But Game of Thrones made way for this to happen. That's right. Um, and I think we we will see more of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. uh, I'll have to say that I watched Game of Thrones because it was addictive. 
Yeah. And I heard it was um, good. I, I, I had to repent. Yeah, look, I I ended up hearing that it was bad before I got a chance to to watch any of it, so I never did. I've, I've, I've avoided it. I've well, avoided it so far. It's one. Of, it was one of those. If you get into it, and, and well, anyway, I'm not gonna sit here and justify it. Do not do it. But anyway, <laughs> that is all the time we have for the hot topic. Um, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next one. All right, it's coming. Let's do it.